Let's give him glory. Let's give him honor. The Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue must confess that he is Lord. Go ahead and confess that name now. Go ahead and call upon that name now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' powerful name, we have worshipped. Our Lord and God, we thank you. Thank you for a beautiful morning such as this. We thank you, Lord, for January. Thank you, Lord, for February. Thank you, Lord, for March. Thank you, Lord, for April. Thank you for May. Thank you, Lord, for June. Thank you, Lord, for July. Thank you, Lord, for August. Father, we thank you for September. Thank you in advance for October. Thank you, Lord, in advance for November. We thank you for December. We thank you because we will finish strong. We thank you because we will finish well. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our expectations for this year will not be cut short. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for all that you are to us. Father, please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as we go into your word, Lord, please speak to us. Every hardened heart, Lord, Father, please touch every heart, Lord. Every heart of stone, Father, turn to flesh. Let your word do us good. Let your word nourish us and let your word promote us. Lord, at the end, Lord, we promise to, be, to return all the glory, all the honor, and all adorations back to you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. As announced last week, our theme for this month is Irresistible Influence. Please help me celebrate the person beside you. Celebrate them. Tell them welcome to church. And those of us connecting with us online, welcome to church as well. We love you. We love you with the love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. My text this morning is taken from the book of 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. 2 Kings chapter 5. From verses 1 to 4 and 9 to 14. Second Kings chapter 5, from verses 1 to 4 and 9 to 14. And 9 to 14. Second Kings chapter 5. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord has given, had given victory to Syria. 
He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Verse 4, and Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. And let's jump to verse 9 to 14. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, You will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy, and not the Abana and the Papa. The rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Amen. When God made, I'll start by saying that when God made the earth, you know, he did not make fully the earth. Did not make the earth fully. And he made the earth. He planted a garden that was called the Garden of Eden. And he made man and encoded man and blessed man such that man can translate everything he created all over the world. He told him, Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, he told him, be fruitful. He told him, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion, etc., etc. So in other words, he told him, if anything tries to stop this work of spreading the template I gave to you. So in other words, what God was trying to tell man when he told him, um, when he blessed him and said, um, replenish, subdue, have dominion, and all of those things. So in other words, what God was saying is that if anything tries to stop this work of spreading the template I gave to you, you should resist it. You should influence it. 
You should take over it. And you should make sure you take charge over it. And you may be here. And maybe you don't have a good self-esteem. Maybe by incident that has happened in the past or by accident. Of by some of the things you have been through in the past. You don't have a good self-esteem. Or maybe something has been damaged in your life. And the way you look at yourself is not the way God looks at you. I'm here to tell you this morning that God left you behind so that you can become a person of influence. The reason why God left us here is so that we can become persons or people of influence. People may not treat you right. Situation may not treat you right. But God left you behind still to be a person of influence. And watch this this morning. And I mean this with every breath in the inside of me. And that is that if you miss anything today, what I'm about to say next, you should keep it so dear to your heart. And it is that you cannot take over if you do not understand that you are a person of influence. You cannot take over if you do not understand that you are a person of influence. You cannot take over. You cannot experience heaven on earth if you don't understand that you were left behind or brought here to be a person of influence. So let us begin to discuss. When we talk about the word influencer, when we talk about the word influencer, to a giddy lag as an organization, an influencer, who is an influencer? Influencer is, when we say something, some of them, what comes to our mind is maybe a content creator, a developer, or a blogger, or you know, one of these social media people. But that's not all that is there about influence. That's not all that is there about influence. And you know the reason why, that, and that's because many of us have not risen up to our office or duty post. That's the reason why you have not been effective. Many of us have not risen up to our offices. And some of these influencers that you are talking about today, <laughs> if you look at some 10 years ago, some of these offices didn't, there was nothing like influencer. Some 10, 15 years ago, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that. I have a very close childhood friend who is in that space, an actor, and you see him every week, every now and then, he puts one product on it, whatever, you know. So one of the days I, f I, 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 I needed to see him, I said to him, he said, I'm at a hotel shooting content for a skincare product. So I went to see him there. And you know, he told me point blank that, ah, just managing this one. This one, just, he just paid me six million naira to posting their content once or twice a week. Six meter. 
<laughs> you know, so some of these offices, there was nothing like influencers some years ago, if you get what I mean. And then, but, you know, some people just rose up to the challenge, took the bulls by the horn, and began to influence people. But the truth is that, with no disrespect to any of these influencers, if you really sit down with some of these people influencing you on social media, with no disrespect to any one of them, if you really sit down with many of them, you'll, un you'll agree with me that some of them need to be, so some of them are the ones who need to sit down and be influenced. But they don't have anything up there. So maybe that's the case of empty barrels making the loudest noise. I don't mean any disrespect to any influencer or whatever. I'm just saying. So, but we cannot blame them because some of us have refused to rise up. I'm not saying, when I say rise, I'm not saying rise up and go and collect six million. Rise up and take charge of your environment, like God will want you to take charge. And then there is no vacuum in life until you and I rise up. And if you check the scripture, the first person God described as an influencer, the person was even against God. In Genesis chapter 10, 8 to 10, Genesis chapter 10, 8 to 10, the man God first described as an influencer was Nimrod. Nimrod in the Bible. Genesis chapter 10 from verses 8 to 10. Nimrod. God referred to Nimrod as a mighty man. He referred to him as a mighty man. He referred to him as a mighty man. And this all started. This all started with Adam and Eve, you know, sinning. And when they sinned, when they sinned, remember God told them that they will surely die. Remember God told them when, when Adam and Eve sinned, God told them they will surely die. But they didn't die physically. They didn't die physically. And then what happened that was that they were separated from their God spiritually. They were separated from their God spiritually. I'm just trying to lay a foundation this morning. So, they died spiritually while they were waiting that one day they would die physically. And Hebrew said, in Hebrew, in dying you shall die. In other words, you are going to be cut off from me, that is God, and that will expose you to another type of death. Till you die a second death. So if you now look at what happened in Genesis between Adam and Eve, um, animal in the first place, in the beginning, Adam, when he got to the garden, lions will come, they will hug him, I'm sure he will even give them a peck, you know, they were, they were armless. But what happened after that experience? Animal became, animals became um, carnivorous. They became carnivorous tigers that used to see him then, and then, you know, they would play with him. They couldn't touch them. They couldn't come close. Because, you know, the reason why lions couldn't, not that lions changed, 
The reason why lions couldn't eat Adam at that particular time was because there was a particular glory upon him that, would, that couldn't make any animal devour him. Because he even named them in the first place. There was a glory. So why, did, why was there a U-turn? Because the glory actually was departed when sin came in. The glory departed when sin came in. And if you check this, the snake that the devil even used to make them fall, it was, according, it was, you know, it was the one that even named the snake. Snake, according to the Bible, was a very beautiful animal. Very smart, very nice, very, it wasn't crawling. It was even the cause that was placed upon the snake that made the snake begin to crawl. The snake wasn't, the original intention of God wasn't for snakes to be crawling on their belly or crawling. You know, if you get what I mean. It was because. So in other words, that tells me that if you allow the devil use you, he's going to use you and dump you. Just like the snake. If you allow the devil use you, he's going to use you and dump you. Because... If you are here and you think that, ha, ah, you are smart, you have it all, uh, you can even speak good English, and you allow the devil to use you, you must understand that the devil doesn't add anything to anyone. The devil only discovers what God has already added to you, and he influences you and uses you, and when he's done using you, he dumps you. And moves on to the next person. My prayer for us this morning is that anyone that the devil has been deceiving, whether with money, whether position or influence, today the Lord will open your eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's move on. Nobody can actually change nobody. Nobody can change nobody. It is only God that can change anyone. Nobody can change nobody. It's only God that, can, that has the power to transform or change people. That's why today, if God knocks on the door of your heart, don't harden your heart. Please open your heart to him. Because instructions are made to save us from destructions. Instructions are made to save us from destructions. Instructions are made to save us from destructions. So the word influencer is a marketing word. The word influencer is a marketing word. You will look at influencer as a marketer who convinces you to buy what you naturally won't buy. I don't know if this has happened to you before. Maybe, um, I think when we were much younger, um, I think it was the Sprite advert. Which one did they say quench your thirst? There's a way the sound, while watching the TV, uh, I think it was that time that me and my parents fight the most. But that's when I tell them I feel like having, from nowhere, the urge to want to have Sprite just comes upon me. 
And then, you know the rest of the story. So, an influencer is a marketer who convinces you to buy what you naturally will not buy. And when we talk about influencer, when we talk about a marketer, sorry, when you enter into a mode that year, when you enter into a mode that year, you always hear someone talking. You just do like this. This product, as you are seeing me, one unhealthy looking man. This product, as you are seeing me, one one Mila America. One product. Everything. Before you say Jack Robinson, that this person selling this product, how come you are not looking healthy? Before you say Jack Robinson, like some 10 mummies have said, ah, give me one, give me one, give me three, give me 10. Have you seen them before? <laughs> I've never entered Moldwell before. I just said, <laughs> so before now, when you talk about, when you talk of influencer, before the advent or introduction of social media, when you talk of influencer, you talk about a teacher. You talk about teachers. You talk about a politician. Or you talk about a mouthpiece of a political party. There's a popular one. I became a minister. You get it. And his name connotes what he does. So, especially when he has to redeem the image of an administration that has done bad. So, he will now tell you that, ah, that administration did well, oh. It's because some people were in power for 16 years. They pack all the money. And before you know it, As, <laughs> as, you know, <laughs> as left you more confused to buy a product you originally not want to buy. That's an influencer. An influencer is an individual who has the power to affect the decision of others. An influencer is an individual who has the power to affect the decision of others. An influencer is someone who has the power to change or affect the decision of others. You talk about the power of influence. Influencers are lacking in the world today. You talk about the power of influence. Influencers are lacking in the world today. I tell people, and I was still saying to a young man, to a pastor in the U.S. in the course of the week, I think two days ago, I said, and I'm saying it before the people of God and before a camera. I said, the reason why people get swindled in church is because you are looking for what is not lost. My role as a pastor, if you bring a dead man here, is to pray. God's role is to decide whether to raise him up or not. There are two different assignments. There are two different assignments. My role 
as a pastor and a child of God, when you bring somebody who is sick, the Bible says I should lay hands on the person. God's role is to decide whether to heal the person or not. So what is lacking in the world today is that we don't, we, we, we don't have influencers in the world today. God left us behind. Not to be praying for clothes to wear only. Not to be praying for houses to buy only. These things are good. Not to be praying for cars to buy only. These things are fantastic. But God left us behind to be influencers. God left us behind so that we can be influencers. When you are driving a good car, the part of me that a lot of people don't like, when you are driving a good car, don't feel guilty, especially if you have not stolen to buy it. Don't feel guilty. You know why you shouldn't feel guilty? Because also understand that the devil also has influencers who he has sponsored, fully paid to give luxury to, to influence other people in the world as well. That's why you shouldn't feel sorry. Say to people under God, if I see a shoe of $10,000, $10,000 in Naira now, it's about $5.2 million, and if I can afford it, I'll buy it and I'll wear it to church. You have a problem, you think it's your offering. <laughs> problem. I'm not encouraging a show-off lifestyle. I'm not encouraging a wasteful lifestyle. But I'm just saying, don't feel sorry. Because you are privileged to do certain things. Don't feel sorry. And at the same time, don't trample on people. Because you occupy certain positions. I don't know if anyone is getting what I'm, what I'm saying. So God also has his own people. I want you to know that influence is all about influence. Influence is all about influence. And what can influence me may not be the same thing that can influence you. What can influence me may not be the same thing that can influence you. Some people still get excited if somebody promises to take them to London. They didn't commit any sin. That's just where they are at the moment. I probably may not get excited. Somebody told me this morning, feeling almost sorry, that we're going to London tomorrow and planned. Like that now, to somebody, say, I'm taking you to London tomorrow and makes it happen. Some, that person may throw a party, send off goodbye to Nigeria. In two weeks, you just see that the person already has British accent. <laughs> hey, mate. What's up, mate? <laughs> so what can influence me may not influence you. That's just what I'm trying to pass across. So uh, 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 the problem is that a lot of people want to influence a generation that they don't understand. So the problem is that a lot of people want to influence a generation that they don't understand. Maybe if you bring a Shola Alebiosu here now and say that I, want, I sell um, soaps, not that one that you guys cut, like real soaps, for 
the purpose of so. So what if I want you to help me run promotions? I think what he will first do is to, you know, ask 30, say very important questions. What's this soap about? Is it antiseptic? Is it uh, moisturizer? Uh, we get it. And it, it now goes behind as well to do some findings to understand. Because he cannot promote a product that he doesn't understand. So the challenge today is that many of us are trying to influence a world or a generation that we do not understand. So God saved us. God saved some of us for this end time because of the deposits he has put in our inside. Some people will build software. Some people will change the world wherever they are, no matter how little. Some people will, God will use them to raise families. God will use some people to do great exploits all over the world. God saved us for a purpose. God left us behind for the purpose of influencing our world. So you have a purpose. And the reason you are left behind is for influence. You want to pray in the name of Jesus. You want to pray, say after me, in the name of Jesus. My influence will not be limited. Go ahead and talk to God. My influence will not be limited. In the name that's above every other name, my, na my influence will not be limited. I will not just be a local champion. My influence will not be limited. My influence, pray some more, pray some more. That's a very important prayer. My influence will not be limited. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So as we continue, having a lot of money, contrary to what a lot of us believe, having a lot of money will never give you joy. Especially when it's going down. In fact, it will make you feel depressed. It will make you feel depressed. The days when I had five shirts, life was so easy. There are times I just opened a part of my wardrobe and I see clothes that I've not even touched for just there, sitting there. And some of us are like onions. <laughs> Wearing clothes. So it was easier. Life was easier when I had, when I used to have five or ten shirts at most. At least I know what to wear. I don't have to struggle on Sunday morning. That is what I'm wearing to church. And those days when we didn't even know fashion rule. Where we put stripe on stripe. And we still look good. <laughs> Life was so much easier. Those days when we didn't understand that maybe I'm passing a subtle message. That you don't wear a lace shoe on native. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Life was easier. Life was easier. 
But fashion now, people now wear trainers on native, agreed. But that cost shoe, make sure it doesn't have lace. You know, so having a lot of money will not ultimately give you joy. That's not what will give you joy. You know, one of the things that will give you joy, trust me, I'll tell you two examples. If maybe you are walking on the road, somebody random, randomly stops you. I don't know who is a very active person on social media here in, in this room. Let me see. I think Sister Phoebe. And says that Sister Phoebe, oh, Pastor Bosset too is active. Pastor Bosset, Sister Phoebe, I saw your post that day that I saw your I was about committing suicide. But your post, when I saw your post, it gave me hope again. You will feel more fulfilled. In camp, when I, get, when I go to camp, one of the things that really helps me is that I see a lot of young people just run to me, PJ, PJ, and I look back, I don't even know them. Treasure, treasure. So when you say treasure, I don't. <laughs> I don't know them. I haven't seen them before. I don't know most of them. I haven't seen them before. Or this morning, something happened. I was sharing with Ayotunde in the office. Somebody came to me. One of the people very closest to me. One of the very close people. Not David, not Ayotunde. So so that we don't start calculating. And gave me this envelope. It's money that's inside it. And said, I just want to thank you. For, of course, if you know me well, you know that I will not, by the grace of God, it feels like I'm boasting. And boasting is I will not ask any church member for money. If I have to ask for money, it has to be do with maybe a church pro tied to a church project. And he said it. And I know that this envelope that was handed to me this morning, it's not like that person has so much. Oh. But someone I know, someone very close to me, someone who has seen me, if you are close to me, you are close to me. When I say, when I say someone is close to me, it means that I can, when you come to my house, we are going straight to my bedroom. So you see me in my, in my highest and lowest. This person has seen me in my highest and in my lowest. But, you know, there's something I, I, say to, I say to a lot of people who care to listen. If you are, very, if you are someone who, I'm trying to find the choice of word. If you are close to me, one thing I know that I can, I can influence in people easily is your giving culture. And it's not something that I would do by force or something. You will see it. What I'm telling you to do, you will see that I do it as well. And that's the best way to influence people. It's your giving culture. You know, this person, I can't remember that. I don't even give offering. Someone who has sat me down and said that, I don't, all this, your tight thing is not for me. But today, Apart from doing all of these things, he even now understands that 
I can even go as this one and say thank you. Somebody, I promised him that I will eat this money alone. So if you are looking, <laughs> you know, I'm a man of integrity. <laughs> influence. You don't know what your influence can do in someone's life. So tell the person beside you, please use your influence well. You don't know what your influence can do in so Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. Just leave this scripture there. I want to explain a lot of things to us here on this scripture. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It shall is then good for nothing and be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Please just leave it there. We are the salt of the earth, not salt of the world. The earth is a different entity. The world is another entity. <laughs> if you want to, if you are doubting, Psalms 24 verse 1 did a breakdown of those different entities. Psalms 24 and verse 1. Please put it on the screen if you don't mind. Psalms 24 and verse 1. The earth, and I'll tell you what the earth, I'll tell you what the world is. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Oh yeah, the world and those that dwell therein. They would have said that the world and the earth, if, you know, if it didn't matter, there won't be this um, segregation. So, the earth is the habitable part. The fullness are the natural resources. And the world is the systems. God. The systems, the government, the laws, the politics, etc., etc. The earth is the habitable part. So it says, go and add flavor. Start from your Jerusalem. Start from home. Charity begins from where? From home. What does salt do? There is no way you can be useful to God if you don't understand the concept of the salt. As a salt, you are to add flavor to the earth. As a salt, you are not to jump on everything and anything and end up having so much, so many abandoned projects. You are meant to add flavor to the earth. I get tired of people that ah, I'm involved in this and I'm doing too many things. You can be busy doing nothing. <laughs> I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so busy. I'm a believer. Okay, what's the result of the busy? Natural flavor. It's lack of maturity that you jump on just anything, including trending topics on social media that doesn't concern you or add value just because you saw that someone did it. Lack of maturity. And then the thing that you and I were left behind 
to offer can determine where your entire family and friends spend their eternity. The thing God left you and I behind to offer can play a very determinant role in where your family and friends spend their eternity. Tell the person beside you, you are influential. Please use your influence well. The greatest discussion in hell, in hellfire, the greatest discussion in hellfire is so winning. If you look at Luke chapter 16, 20 to 26, the story of Lazarus and the rich man, when, the, when, the, when both of them died, Lazarus went to heaven, Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died and went to hell. And from hell, he could sigh, he was able to sigh, according to the scripture, he was able to sigh Father Abraham from far. And he was so thirsty that he said, even if it is just, if Lazarus can just take his hand in Thai water and just put the drop in his mouth. And he said, no, you can't come to us. And we can't come to you because there is a lake separating the both of us. That's heaven and, and hell. And the man prayed. He wished that he can will everything he owned, everything he has, even to a preacher, so that he can go and preach to his son. Because he didn't even wish for his son to even come to hellfire where he is, to go through what he's going through. So, the greatest discussion going on in hell is, so we have the key to save everyone around us from going to hell. We must make use of it. God is invincible. It depends on you. It depends on me. It left you and I behind so that we can do exploits. It left you behind so that you can influence people. It left you and I behind so that you can influence people. People have thought that influence is all about positions or it's all about being a pastor. Influence is not about position. Influence has nothing to do with platform or position. Salt preserves. Salt preserves. Our role during, especially during the pandemic, was we are supposed to be preserving the gospel. Because a lot of people had so many questions in their hearts. You are supposed to flavor the earth. And Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. So as you are flavoring the earth, you are supposed to light up your world. There are two different things. So if you want to analyze this, the, the, the text we read, 2 Kings chapter 5, 1 to 4, 9 to 14, there was a man called Naaman. He was honorable and he was a warlord and, um, and everything was under him. Not because he was a king, but because he was a warlord and he, and, and he, got, he had a bot in his life. Some people think that if I am going to be an influencer, Everything has to be in place. People say the reason why I can't do this because I don't have a car. People say the reason I can't do this because I'm not in school. I can't do this because I don't have this. I don't have that. But you don't have. But I, I, I don't have to have everything. If you are waiting for a platform to be an influencer, you may never have. But if you start from where you are you will be amazed how God will use the little seed 
that you have that you have to catapult you into another dimension. And you know, if you look at the text, when Naaman went to the man of God, how did Naaman get to the man of God in the first place? It was a girl, a little girl they kidnapped from a raid that said to them, ah, there's God in Israel. If you see my pastor, or if you see that prophet in Israel, he will cleanse all your leprosy. Let me tell you, the irresistible part of Naaman's influence was where men were not supposed to even live amongst people. They were not meant to live among people. They are not meant to live in the city. But he had so much results that they couldn't, as leprous as he was, they couldn't even afford to have him too far away. Somebody say influence. So it was the young lady that said to him, let's go. And the lady took him to Israel. When he got to Israel, and he saw him. Elisha didn't even come out to see him. It's just like um, the chief of army staff coming to your house. He just said from the window, what's your problem? You have um, HIV. It's okay, no problem. Go on. Um, what's, the, what's the most silly thing to do in this time and age? Go back and call all the junior officers, apologize to them and you'll be healed. So he said, me, go and wash in that dirty water. And it was the people around him that said to him, he said, oh God, maybe he said you should go and wash so that he can be cleansed, he can be healed. If he said you should bring seven houses, oh God, I know you would have done it. You can afford it. So what's in this going to wash? Influence, no matter how little, wherever you are, use your influence properly. So they influenced him. And that's how he went and washed himself seven times in that dirty water. He, they made him to do what he would ordinarily not do. They made him do things that he would, he looked at it, it, was, it, didn't, it didn't make sense to him. But thank God for the people around him. Thank God for the voices around him. Thank God for the positive voices around you. Do you need me to tell you again that it is time for you to surround yourself with positive voices, with voices that will push you into greatness, with voices that will launch you into greatness. And most importantly, do you need me to remind you again that you need to be a voice that launches others into realizing their full potential as well. The Lord help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. I was say to yourself, I was left behind to have irresistible influence. And as I close, let me let you know, you are not better than anybody. You are just, you are only left behind to be an influencer. You are not better than nobody. Most people you condemn. <laughs> On their inside, they are very interested in God. Most people you condemn. They are very interested in God. And the reason the devil came against them in the first place is because the devil saw potentials in them. That's why the devil came. Um, John chapter 4, the scripture that says, uh, when Jesus went to the well to meet the woman, the woman, and Jesus, very unconventional guy, he just got there and said to the woman, 
I met the woman by the well, and instead of having a conversation with her, I said, can, I, can you please give me water to drink? The woman looked at her, at him, and said, you are a Jew, what are you doing? No, normally, you shouldn't leave story, madam. Can I have water to drink? The woman hesitated, and he said to the woman, if you know the person standing in front of you, you can even jump inside the well and bring all the water if it's possible. The woman looked again for a minute, and he said, I see husband. The woman said, I don't have husband. He said, I know you don't have husband because you have been with five different men. Five different men, and the one you are currently with is not your husband. He's a um, very... <laughs> I don't even know the names. It's the one you are with is not your husband. You know? And you must scream. He said, This man, this you must be a prophet of God. How did you know? About, and before you knew it, he ran into the streets. And everybody come, oh, I have seen a man in 10 minutes conversation. He told me everything about my life. I have seen a man. Tell the person beside you, you are left behind to be a great influence. Amen. So stop condemning people. You are left behind to be an irresistible influence. The Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. When next, I'm privileged to speak again on strategic relationships. Strategic relationship. The Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.